0: Welcome to episode 84 of the Montana Values Podcast, Father Dwight Longnecker once said, quote, the hypocrite knows the truth, but fails to live by it. The heretic changes the truth according to how he lives, end quote. Both are on the rise in the Montana GOP. Let's talk all about it with our host, Tammy Fisher. But first, thank you to our loyal listener, Greg, for his very kind contribution to the show. Greg is a loyal listener out of Missoula, We sure appreciate that, Greg. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thanks, Greg. We continue to get some really fantastic donations to the show. It's what keeps us on the air, folks. And so if you feel so inclined, if you actually find us somewhat interesting. And mildly amusing. Yeah. And if you like my swearing, because I like to throw that into almost every (laughs) sentence, please consider us in donating so that we can stay on the air. We really appreciate it. So uh, hang on, kids. (laughs) With that lead in, here's something fun. We're going to talk about heresy. Heresy. If you aren't Catholic, you may not be very familiar with that term. I happen to be Catholic and certainly through my religion have been informed of the heretics and, of course, the term heresy. Merriam-Webster offers two definitions of heresy. The first remains true to the word's origins, which is adherence to a religious opinion contrary to church dogma, denial of a revealed truth by a baptized member of the Roman Catholic Church. The second is the meaning we're most familiar with, which is a dissent or deviation from dominant theory, opinion, or practice. Now, the Catholic Church used the term to alienate those among us that take a position different from church doctrine. So while religions have utilized the term to point out the heretics in their midst and frankly to stop naysayers from growing in legitimacy, the term is also used for political purposes as well the term heresy is often used to dismiss false statements or statements that have yet to be proven. Here at MVP, we take the position that the Montana Republican Party is now filled with heretics who have mutilated the principles upon which the party was founded. In this vein, the heretics were not called out for their heresy long ago, which unfortunately allowed more heretics to propagate, and now they've taken over the party. There's lots of reasons for the coup of traditional Republicans and Republican principles that has occurred within the state party. First, the Republican Party is supposed to be a party of more freedom and less government control. So the party, like Montana, was founded on principles of live and let live and the belief that limited government versus expansive government and self-reliance and reliance upon social constructs, not government. Well, that creates a better country where neighbors have to help neighbors because the government generally sucks at resolving any issues. Jason Small, a sitting legislator, said it well. Quote, one of the
0: Montana values is, if your neighbor's not hurting you, leave them alone. Well, what I see is less of that and more of, you're just going to do it my way, end quote.
1: Representative Small said this in response to the issue of a rising desire to exert control over Montanans by the authoritarians that have infiltrated the state Republican Party. The Republican mayor of Kalispell, Mark Johnson, also said it at a city council meeting. Quote, I
0: ask everybody in here to pay attention to what's happening in Helena. It is the biggest assault on local control you will ever see, and the Republicans need to
1: stop, end quote. And remember, folks, local control is a key principle of governance in the Republican platform and the bulk of the bills submitted by the authoritarians masquerading as Republicans in the legislature eliminate local control over virtually every issue that formerly was under the jurisdiction of local government. Don Seifert, a fantastic traditional Republican, he's a former county commissioner in Gallatin County, said it well, quote, I guess support and defend the Constitution of the state of Montana against all enemies
0: foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, doesn't mean much anymore, end quote.
1: And Don said this in response to the legal notes attached to legislation proposed by religious zealot Keith Regeer, legislation that is patently unconstitutional. The statement, of course, is prescient and reflects Montana's ongoing concerns with a legislature that continues to knowingly pass unconstitutional bills with zero concern about the tax dollars spent on attorneys defending the constitutionally indefensible. Indeed, your allegedly conservative governor and attorney general now want an additional million dollars for the next 2 years in addition to the already appropriated funds to defend legislation that they know and are told in advance of passing violates Montana's constitution quote
0: the request marks a 35% increase in the budget for the justice department's legal services division from the two previous years and comes as courts continue to litigate dozens of laws passed by the 2021 legislature end quote
1: 24 laws passed by the authoritarians during the previous legislative session landed in court. And guess how many of those 24 have survived constitutional muster thus far? One, one law. When you're batting one in 24, you're losing. So instead of pivoting as a Republican or a normal Montanan would do and saying, hey, that's not working, these authoritarians instead ditch the Republican platform and ask for more taxpayer dollars to fund their indefensible litigation because that's what dummies do. They hit a brick wall, back up, and then hit the wall again, hoping, despite all evidence to the contrary, that the wall will bend. Even the governor recognizes, quote, the number of constitutional challenges to state laws has increased significantly since 2021, end quote. No shit. But that governor thinks that's just some magical coincidence versus the truth. And the truth is the authoritarians continue to pass laws they are told by legislative lawyers are unconstitutional. We literally have a department in our state government funded by and I that is specifically set up to inform legislators when their proposals are unconstitutional. It's called the Legal Services Division of the legislature. But instead of using that resource, these authoritarians just ignore it or have the arrogance like Daddy Regeer does to write responses to the lawyers in the Legal Services Division to tell them, nah, you're wrong. And of course, he says, you're wrong with his non-existent legal education. He's now apparently a lawyer. Uh, He fancies himself as one.
0: Well, there are many in the Montana legislature that frequently practice law without a license. Of course, they do.
1: So the result of all of this, of course, is Montanans get screwed. Lawyers, though, get employed Authoritarians then get to rail against the judiciary because they, unlike, of course, the authoritarians, actually followed the Constitution and took their oath to the state of Montana seriously, as though it was an oath and not just an option. Imagine that. The heretics among us want to embed religious teachings and their personal form of ignorance into government policy. And because Republicans haven't been minding the store, and that includes you and me, Mick, we allowed the heretics in the party to proliferate, where now they have taken over. And we know this has occurred as they have mutilated the Republican Party platform. They seek to demonize fellow Montanans for having the audacity to have a different opinion And they seek to close the party doors to anyone who follows the national Republican Party platform. And the heretics are doing to Montana exactly what the Catholic Church does to those labels heretics, excludes them. And this, of course, is antithetical to being a Big tent party where all are welcome. This is antithetical to the more freedom, less government mantra that drew me to the Republican Party. And while this has been a fascinating study in sociology and political discourse, at the end of the day, the heretics are making our state an awful place. Take, for example, the actions of state GOP chair Don K. Kulchmidt and perpetual political candidate Al Oshesky in trying to censure a candidate for political office who had the audacity to exercise his constitutional rights. Get this, the leaders of the so-called state Republican Party want to censure people for exercising their constitutional rights. The party of the Constitution now wants to censure people for exercising their constitutional rights. So this person that we're referring to was not a member of the Flathead County Republican Central Committee, but has a long history of being a fiscal conservative who adheres to the National Republican Party platform. He also has a 40-year history of unpaid public service. Well, this is what happened. And I wrote all about it in the Flathead Beacon. For any leader, performing research before taking the helm of
0: office is key to garnering credibility, understanding the role and authority of the position, and frankly, preventing massive public embarrassment. Sadly, the local Flathead County Republican Central Committee is being run by leaders who either failed to do their research or willfully embraced authoritarianism. By a motion made by Don K. Kultschmidt, current chair of the Montana GOP, and with the full support of Al Shevsky, chair of the local Central Committee, a member of the public was censured for exercising his constitutional right to run for office. Jack Fallon, a lifelong public servant and conservative, ran for office against Pam Holmquist, Central Committee's chosen candidate. He lost in the Republican primary by 40 votes. Because the margin was so thin, Jack ran a write-in campaign for the general election. For exercising this constitutional right, the party of the Constitution voted to censure Fallon. The problem? They had no authority to issue a censure. Jack, like most conservative Republicans in Flathead County, isn't and has never been a member of the Central Committee. Under Robert's rules of order, only members of a committee or club can be censured. State law does not authorize local central committees to censure anyone. Not even the local club's bylaws allow for censure. Indeed, those bylaws mandate inclusivity and growing the party versus alienating a member of the public and his conservative Republican voting bloc. Yet, like schoolyard bullies drunk on a perception of power they don't have, Colt Schmidt and Olszewski proceeded with the stunt, going so far as issuing press releases in an <laughs> attempt to legitimize their efforts. Well, it was in a press release, it must be legitimate. <laughs> totally. <laughs> It's got to be true. It was in a press release. (laughs) Their efforts amount to a colossal swing and a miss, exposing their ignorance of Montana's election laws and their own club bylaws. Montana has an open primary system. Anyone can run for office and no one needs to kiss the ring of a wholly ineffective club that could hold its meetings in a phone booth. This elitist club now thinks it has the authority to punish any member of the public for doing exactly what Montana law authorizes and what the National Republican platform encourages. Rather than being an effective move, their stunt provides further proof that the local club is no longer a member of the Republican Big Tent Party and is now fully aligned with the authoritarian Big Top Party run by circus clowns.
1: And the irony of these supposed party leaders issuing censures is they refuse to censure those members of their special club that have actually defied the Republican platform and its principles. Instead, they censure people over which they hold zero authority and who actually adhere to the National Republican Party platform. Here's a list of the folks who claim to be Republican that actually deserved censure, but instead were protected by the authoritarian heretics. Former Flathead County Commissioner Bob Watney for committing criminal acts and not backing the blue.
0: Flathead County Commissioner Bob Watney was arrested and charged early on New Year's morning with drunken driving for a second time. Police Chief Frank Garner said officers pulled Watney over shortly before 2 a.m., after seeing him driving erratically in downtown Kalispell. Just 10 days earlier, a jury convicted the 51-year-old commissioner of drunken driving last June, also in Kalispell. Watney had fought the charge bitterly, saying officers mistook sleep deprivation for drunkenness.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, that happens all the time.
0: <laughs> I, I I wonder if he talked to Brad Abel that week about that.
1: <laughs> Sleep deprivation? Yeah. yeah.
0: Tuesday, Watney also was charged with driving with a suspended license, a result of his previous conviction.
1: So not only did Watney thumb his nose at the Republican platform, he deliberately violated the conditions of his first DUI sentence that happened, you know, a week before the second DUI and drove with a suspended license, placing all of his constituents at risk. And did the local central committee censure Watney? Nope. They said nothing. What about former Flathead County Commissioner Phil Mitchell for committing a felony against his own constituents?
0: On July 11th, the Flathead County Parks and Recreation Department employee found six dying or dead cottonwood trees in a half-acre county-owned park known as Lake Park Addition, just south of Whitefish Lake State Park. The trees appeared to be girdled, a tactic that involves removing a thick strip of bark wringing the tree's circumference, causing the tree to die. The Flathead County Sheriff's Office opened an investigation into the destruction in July and retained an arborist who determined it would cost more than $30,000 to replace the trees. In an interview with law enforcement, Mitchell allegedly admitted to girdling the trees and pouring the herbicide Roundup on at least one of them. Mitchell said he destroyed the cottonwoods because they were a, quote, substantial nuisance that frequently dropped limbs onto his adjacent property.
1: So what did Mitchell do? He decided that the people that own the park, you know, his constituents, all of us Flathead County taxpayers, well, because the trees were a nuisance to him, and really it was because they blocked his view of the lake, that he had the authority as the commissioner to go and kill the trees that were on public property in a park owned by Flathead County taxpayers. Mitchell later pled to a reduced charge of misdemeanor criminal mischief while a sitting commissioner. And for his criminal acts in violation of the Republican platform, did he get a censure? Nope. No, he got silence. Former Flathead County Commissioner Dale Williams, well, it seems like he deserved a censure for causing terror in a failed attempt to prove his opinion on speed limits. Quote, in his zeal
0: to prove the speed limits are too high, Williams may have stepped on a great deal more than his accelerator. The State Criminal Investigations Bureau is investigating the incident, considering charges of reckless endangerment or perhaps kidnapping against Williams. The 40-mile-long ride began last Thursday morning when Montana Department of Transportation traffic engineer Darren Kaufman met with Williams and County Road Superintendent Charlie Johnson to discuss interim speed limits on paved back roads. In the past, Williams has objected, to the high speed limits placed on the narrow blacktop roads by the legislature. Williams said he became frustrated with the discussion, so he asked Kaufman to ride along with him on a tour of what he considers to be problem stretches of secondary road. After driving south the Kalispell in his county-owned car, Williams turned on to Willow Glen Drive, a narrow road with no shoulders, blind corners, hills, and limited sight lines. Williams said he drove the road at 55 miles per hour, the speed recommended by the Department of Transportation. Kaufman, quote, got upset because of the unsafe driving conditions, end quote, Williams said Monday. He wanted out of the car. He said I was a crazy SOB. I knew it was unsafe. I was scared too, but I was trying to prove a point, Williams said. Mm. The incident was confirmed in a letter to Williams from Jim Weaver, the Transportation Department's district administrator in Missoula. Quote, during this review of secondary roads, You attacked Mr. Kaufman with vulgar, abusive, and threatening language, Weaver's letter said. You also drove in an extremely dangerous, reckless, and irresponsible manner that threatened your passengers' lives. When Mr. Kaufman demanded that you stop and let him out because he feared for his safety, you refused. This behavior is absolutely inexcusable from anyone, let alone an elected public official, end quote. County Commissioner Howard Gipe said, Quote, the entire incident reflects badly on Flathead County, end quote. Guip said Johnson, the county road superintendent, was a passenger in the back seat of the county car during the entire ride. Quote, I am concerned about the liability he placed on the county with his actions, said Geip. Last year, Geip wrote a memo to all county employees concerning Williams' behavior after he verbally attacked a county employee. In that memo, Geip reminded Williams that the county has three commissioners, and one commissioner can't make policy decisions without consulting the others.
1: So did Williams get a censure for his actions that blatantly contradict the National Republican Party platform? Nope. Silence. What about Brad Sheeta for his overt racism and public displays of ignorance when he stated, with Don Kay sitting in the same room? that Indians are overrepresented in the Montana legislature. Then Brad Shida publicly stated as secretary of the Montana GOP and as a sitting legislator, that a woman's uterus has no useful purpose other than to house babies. And what about his horseshit proclamations that the 2020 vote was rigged in Missoula County despite having no evidence to support his claims and never once participating in a recount of the votes he claims were fraudulent and the votes that ushered in a monumental red wave for Montana. So when he says the vote was rigged, he's saying that Republicans didn't intend to vote in a Republican majority. That's what he's saying. And for that, did he get a censure? Nope. Did he get booted from the state GOP board for making a proclamation that is anti- anti-Republican? that was attempting to convince people not to vote and not to vote Republican. Did he get booted? Nope. And what about a censure? At least a censure. Nothing. Nope. Silence. And then he got a promotion to be executive director of the PSC when the voters in Missoula County gave him the boot from the legislature for his horseshit, racist, sexist, and anti-democracy antics. What about Derek Skies for calling our state constitution, which he swore an oath to uphold? Well, he called it a socialist rag. This is a guy who is from Florida, who is a perpetual candidate and sitting treasurer on the state GOP board. By the way, there is no solace for any Republican donor that their donations are being cared for by Derek Skies. The guy has been largely unemployed for the past 10 years and is a financial mess. But for his antics, was he removed from the state GOP board? Nope. What about a censure? Nope. Just silence. And remember Jason Priest? Jason Priest, well, he was charged with committing crimes against his own family, throwing adherence to rule of law out the window for his own selfish pleasures. Quote State Senator Jason Priest is accused of throwing his four year old daughter, shoving his estranged wife, and breaking her boyfriend's rib, and then struggling with an officer who intervened in the incident. Priest was a sitting state senator. Was he censured? Nope. Greg Gianforte, our governor. What about him? He assaulted a reporter who dared ask a question and then Gianforte lied about the crime to the cops. Was Gianforte censured for violating rule of law and not backing the blue? No, nope. What about Troy Downing for violating Montana's hunting laws and instead of accepting his punishment, turning his back on FWP law enforcement, referring to them as the deep state set on hanging him for political purposes, And he said this, of course, knowing that the facts and evidence of Downing's guilt and crimes were overwhelming. Did he get a censure for blatantly violating the Republican platform for selfish gain? Nope, but he did get an endorsement by the state Republican Party to be the auditor for the state of Montana. How about Keith Regeer for submitting a blatantly racist resolution to rid America of Indian reservations? Submitted without even once consulting a tribal member without even once talking to his Republican Indian Caucus members and submitting it while representing a district that has practically zero Indian residents. Regeer's district is nowhere near an Indian reservation. He has zero experience with living on a reservation, but he has the arrogance to speak for those that own the reservation and live there. And when he was asked about his racist resolution, did he take accountability? No, no. He blamed it on a constituent rather than taking accountability. And what about him? Was he censured for his actions? Nope. And of course, according to him, he's the puppet master of the Flathead County Central Committee, so he's obviously unlikely to censure himself. How about sitting Senate President Jason Ellsworth? I don't know anyone who has absolutely shredded the Republican platform more than Ellsworth. Lawsuits for fraud, Consumer Protection Act violations, committing criminal acts, and bullying the cops. The last two, while a sitting state senator. Did he get a censure by the all-powerful Don Kay? Oh, hell no. What he got was silence and a promotion to Senate President. Fail up. That's right, just like the Democrats do. What about David August and David Dunn, two local Flathead County residents, for publicly slut-shaming a female Republican and former mayor for her sin of writing an assessment of election results? Did they get a censure? Nope. They got pats on the back by the Flathead County Republican Central Committee. This, of course, came as no surprise as that club refuses to address anyone that publicly utters bigoted or sexist slurs because they prefer to embrace bigots and sexists. And finally, what about Don Kaye himself? He committed the very sin he accuses Fallon of committing. He exercised his constitutional right to run a campaign against Keith Regeer for a state Senate seat shouldn't he then censure himself or is he just a hypocrite? And you see, folks, this is where we are. The heretics have taken over the party and any semblance of law and order is gone. They have no standards whatsoever. They hold themselves to zero standards. Anything goes, especially prepackaged lobbyist legislation that either duplicates existing Montana law or blatantly violates our Montana constitution. And now... Well, the heretics have turned the tables on us. Since they weren't exposed during their rise to authoritarian power, they now seek to rid the big tent party of any actual Republicans. And by turning the tables anytime one of us, the actual conservative Republicans in Montana, anytime one of us cries foul, what do the authoritarians do? The same thing the Catholic Church did to the heretics. They excommunicate us. The problem they have is not only are we Republican, but we're Montanans. And Montanans don't back down, we stand up. And we don't tolerate horseshit, we expose it. And our ranks are growing. When Montanans realize the state Republican party has been taken over by people who have no allegiance to the party platform, and that they aren't Republican at all. Well, the better off Montana will be. Now, Some people ask me, does that mean we will switch parties? Oh, hell no. (laughs) It's our party. We're the Republicans. And frankly, the Democrats have been taken over by extremists nationally and the state party. Well, that's an absolute mess. They have no bench and no message that resounds. And when the state Democrat Party executive director Sheila Hogan says she doesn't think the 2022 election was a thumping. (laughs) Well, that makes it clear that the state Democrat Party is in a shambles. They won't even acknowledge the obvious, let alone the structural deficiencies within. The truth is we don't have a state Republican Party in Montana and the Democrat Party is in a shambles. So most Montanans, those of us that share Montana values, that value our neighbors and community and pull each other out of the ditch when we roll into it every winter, Well, we aren't represented anymore. The few normals in the Montana legislature are drowned out by the wackadoos. But how far will Montana let the state GOP go against Montana values and Republican principles? Because if now we are the heretics, are we subject to the same fate of heretics from the New Testament? Back then, there was a very hostile response to heresy. It wasn't a lighthearted term. Publicly touting information that didn't align with the church was treated seriously. In the 12th and 13th centuries, the church dealt with heretics, those who spread heresy, by excommunicating them. And then it got worse. The punishment's severity intensified with time, and if heretics refused to change their ideology, they were punished by local civil authorities and sometimes by execution. It's a slippery slope, folks. Check out the laws proposed by the authoritarians in the legislature. Where do you think their laws leave us Montanans that disagree with the authoritarians? Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll
0: see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MT Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.